Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products, an emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. Is this not why you are here? Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob, and I have with me my good friend, uh, law enforcement officer James Manning. James, how is life treating today, my friend? Man, it's good. Uh, just like last time, I worked all night last night and took about a two-hour nap, and I get to come hang out with you. Good deal. I see you drinking this gnarly uh, rock star cotton candy flavored uh, uh, yeah, extra endurance. Uh, it's supposed to have 300 milligrams of caffeine. Um I don't think he does. I'm thinking that that the only extra that thing's got it makes my kidney stones extra big. Dude, I'm telling so, you, it, it's <laughs> not it's not that great. And then you know when you first drink it and it's like really cold, it's okay. Yeah, but then as it starts to get a little warm, oh yeah, there's like, dude, there's some of those energy drinks out there that if they start getting warm, yeah. oh yeah, it's like syrup. Well, so I go by the mentality of uh, if it's free, it's for me. Yeah, and so uh, a buddy of mine gave it to me. I usually drink like the uh, the bang, um, God, what is that one? Peach mango. Oh, how's that, dude? I love that one. Really? That's like my favorite I think, one. I'd give that one a shot. And then um, the rain, they have a uh, that like a melon mania or something. That's really good. I like yeah. that too. I kind of fluctuate between be- uh, bang and uh, rains because it's like one day bangs will get me there, and next day I got to have a rain. And, you know, who knows? So that's. Uh, I wonder what your kidneys look like, James. Dude, I don't. Know. I drink a ton of water. So. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's the key. So, uh, and I like that. It's if it's free, it's for me. Yeah. Uh, I live by that too. Unless people are trying to give me a bologna sandwich, well, I'm opting out. I'm opting out. Is that bologna? What did they make that out of? <laughs> how long has it been there? Look, I remember when I was a kid, we'd go to these like these mom and pop gas stations or convenience stores. Do you remember when they would sell like the you, you could get oh, the bologna dude, like and the hoop cheese? Yeah. 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 I grew up on that stuff. There was a little, um, you know where Foster's Mill store is? Yes. Dude, I grew up down there. My daddy was the pastor of the church, like right by it. And so, man, I lived in that store. Yeah. And it's hoop cheese and, and um, tube bologna. Yeah. And, it's like, and crackers. So my cheese be sweating like this. <laughs> How long has that been out here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed the flies won't even get on it, no, but uh, it, it's already, it molded, tastes pretty so. good. Yeah. I know. We, I don't know. Our kids, like, not really subjected them to the odd things that I ate as a child. Like I used to love, and this is so gross now I think about it, and I'd probably still eat it right now if I had some, is Vienna sausages, mm-hmm. man, yeah. and crackers. Heck yeah. Shh, man, I come home from school, yeah. get uh, crack open a can of those bad boys yep. and, a, and a Coke. and You know, there's been a lot of times we would some be, uh, be helping like bale hay or, or working or, you know, hunting or whatever. 
and uh, a can of Vienna sausages, some hoop cheese, and some crackers, and you was good, man. I could, RC Cola. I could uh, never eat deviled ham, and I could never eat sardines. No, no. Never, uh, no, never. And I used to know uh, an elderly gentleman that uh, was friends with my grandfather, and I used to watch that Joker eat sardines out of a oh, can, gosh. and I and that face you asked what I yeah. did. I was like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it was so bad. Ugh, it was so no, bad. Thank you. Like I said, we need to hire a monkey to mash the buttons on the soundboard. I got a I got a puking sound, but uh, yeah. I couldn't find it fast enough. So, but uh, but I can't find this one fast. And let's go ahead and step on into everybody's favorite segment, sponsored by these guys. You can rely on Three Rivers Roofing for all of your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call 706-767-4373 or visit the threeriversroofingga.com. Three Rivers Roofing, the proof is in the roof. And that brings us to another segment of What the Florida? What the Florida? A Florida man has been charged with grand theft and burglary for stealing a naked Donald Trump statue on September the 22nd. Hmm. Got a lot to say there. Uh, Pedro Rodriguez, 36, was accused of taking the statue from a roof at the Wynwood neighborhood of Miami. A witness reportedly saw Rodriguez drop the statue, one of five made by Cleveland artists, into the back of his pickup before making off with it. Eugene Lemmy, or LeMay, I'm sorry, president of the Mana Contemporary, which owns the statue, said the incident would be not undermined our determination to stand strong for what it represents and what we want to communicate. A profound statement against any forms of bigotry, racism, discrimination during this presidential election campaign. The naked Trump statue has uh, naked Trump statues have been placed in New York, Seattle and Los Angeles. Three places that I could care less about visiting. Very true. At this and, point. You know, and most of the time, you know, when we do this, this segment, I usually have something to say, but dude, I, I just don't. You know, one, uh, I love President Trump, um, but why would you ever have a naked statue of him? He, here's my thing. These Mel- people, Melanie, maybe, but whatever. These, these people have made this statue to stand up against racism, bigotry, and all this other blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. that's coming out. But it's okay to have a statue of a naked man in a neighborhood where small children are. Uh, you know. <clears throat> let's just let's just bring it back around to to something greater, okay. a bigger yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, what does that even mean, having a statue of the naked president? I, I, you know, like I said, usually I, mean, I, I try to have something to say, but I'm just kind of like, I, I'm honestly speechless for like one of the few times in yeah. my life. It never happens very often because I've always got something to say. But uh, when yeah. I when I found that one, uh, I was like, I don't even really know how to attack this whole story because usually our what the Florida stories are just the most asinine things that oh, you yeah. can find. I remember the first one, you know, was the, the mobile dentist. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, and I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. Uh, apparently, um, apparently, there's a lot of. Uh, um, home uh castration uh guys out there too that you can find them wow uh, on craigslist and they'll come uh, castrate you for free mm. as long as they can keep your bits and pieces to eat later yeah we did a podcast are you wow <laughs> that's for um, real and so, there's more than one story of those that is crazy yeah yeah it's a thing i guess i don't know it's uh, not my thing yeah i mean what's the name of the business uh oh, I, I don't know 
I don't know. Cut a neck. Snip, snips and clips. I don't know. I don't know. Snip you, snip you, snip your bits. Uh, Snipyourbits.com. So, wow. uh, I don't know. It's crazy. So, it makes me, I just like kind of cringe and squeeze. Yeah. It made my stomach, made my belly button hurt yeah, a little bit. I, I think so. Exactly right. so, yeah. Uh, don't steal naked Donald Trump, uh, statues out of neighborhoods because that's wrong. There you go. How about we just not make statues of naked men and put them in neighborhoods so kids can look at them? I agree. I'm there. I'm I'm pretty sure that that's more offensive than yeah, anything so. that Donald Trump has tweeted. Yeah. So, well, you know. what's uh what's going on with you, man? How, how's uh how's how's life treating you? Man, this? it's good. Like I said, I, I worked last night, so I'm off for a couple of days. Um, get to hang out with you this morning. Uh, pick up my youngin uh, at one. Hopefully, he's going to be really cool and let me take a nap. Uh, you know, I'll get about an hour nap maybe this afternoon while yeah. he watches TV. I did the other day. I, I picked him up and we went to my apartment, and he was watching the uh, Woody the Woodpecker movie, yes. which he loves. Yeah, I think I've seen that about fifteen, dude. 16 I'm telling times. You. And so we're sitting there watching the movie, and and uh, I, I don't know. A couple minutes later, I'm like, "Hey, buddy," and he goes, uh, "And you know, he's five, and he goes, "Hey, daddy, have a good nap." I didn't go to sleep. He's like, "Yeah, you did." <laughs> I said, "You just started watching the movie." Now look, and it was kind of near the end that I was like, "Hmm." Oh. I said, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I had a snack. Yeah. Okay. Get that kid some vine sausages yeah. and crackers. Well, and, and last time it happened, I, you know, I knew I took a nap. I, I on purpose took a nap. And I woke up and I looked and he's over there on my phone playing some deer hunting game, yeah. killing stuff. And I was like, all right, then that's my boy. <laughs> so, I know. I saw the uh, video that you had done uh, this weekend. I, I showed it to Brittany and. Oh, where you did the Mission Impossible oh, thing with the yeah. yarn in yeah. the hallway. Oh, my God. That was great. Dude, that is the best six bucks I ever spent in my entire life. I yeah. We definitely, uh, I was like, we got to get our girls to do this. They would have a ball doing I, it. You know, so. I did it before, and it wasn't quite difficult enough. Yeah. And so Bennett, you know, she's 11, and she was like, Daddy, you know, it's just kind of easy. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Okay. Dude. So, you know, I, I, I stepped it up this time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I had the, those uh, disco lights left over from that my birthday party like, three, those lights ago, were like awesome. three years ago. And I was like, let's see what this does. Yeah. And so they really enjoyed it. And, and I think they had almost as much fun turning it down as they did. They did. Away. It looked like they did. But it was a lot of fun. So if you guys uh, out there, I'll give you a kind of a layout of what happened. So he got, he went and bought some yarn. And he taped it, uh, kind of like a crime scene. Uh, well, it's what, like a, it's kind of like a, but um, it's like a laser maze. Yeah, it's like a laser maze, like you know, you see on these. Uh, um, I guess the movie. Did you ever see that movie with Sean Connery Entourage? Yes, where uh, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Yes, well, yeah, I yeah, I remember anyway, that. Yeah, <laughs> vividly. So, yeah, it's kind of like that. And so uh, I have a, you know, a hallway in my apartment, and so we just basically made like a laser maze in the hall. Yeah, and so the kids loved it. And the in only- the lights, you turn on these lights. Uh, from like you said, they were disco it's lights. Like disco lights, yeah, dude. It was it was cool, man. Yeah. It was a good. I knew that. I I had fun watching them. I, oh, I, I had a really good time setting it up. Now, if I would if I would have been there to do participate or actually set it up, you would find me in a corner. I did like a big giant ball of yarn oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tangled up in it. So well, and that's why I made them take it down when Help I did me. because I'm like, you know what, my bedroom's that way, and you know. I kind of need to get back there. Heaven forbid you got to run out of the run out there. Yeah, so it's kind of spider web. Yeah, so. pretty much, and and about kill myself. So, but it was a lot of fun, man. And you know, like I said, six bucks, dude, you can't beat it. It's, it was great. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely doing it. You can't do nothing else for six bucks for no. three for three hours for your no. kids. God no. 
Yep. He, he might be on to a business there. Hey, I'm telling you. Mm. Mm. We're gonna pay stop. us to come in and set that stuff we're up. Gonna, we're going to stop talking about it now. That's right. So. People hear us. Keep it hey, up. you know, I'm poor little police. Nobody's listening to this. You know, you know I'm a poor little honest. police. I got to do something to make some money. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. Nobody's listening there to this. There you go. There um, you go. No, they actually listen when you come on. So oh, um, let's, uh, we, we kind of talk about sometimes uh, situations that you see on the news and people get in a pickle with the police, uh, yeah. whether they're not complying or whether they think they're smarter than the police and they try to uh, read, <laughs> go over the Constitution oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in a in a drunken stupor yeah. or whatever. But uh, one thing that you and I talked about and I wanted to hit on today, uh, and you brought this to my attention, uh, a lot of people, which you think this sounds so simple, so basic, so easy, why would somebody need to explain to me what I need to do when I get pulled over? Yeah. Well, apparently, a lot of people do not know what to do when they get pulled over. I, you know, I don't. So let's keep our let's keep let's keep the masses safe. Yeah, yeah. And kind of give them a, a checklist for dummies on yeah. what to do when you get pulled over by the police. Well, you know, um, so you uh, and I, I kind of like to relate it to what other people kind of understand, right? So um, you do roofs, right? Yeah. Um, so if you're going to look at a roof or do a roof or whatever, what do you think the two most dangerous parts of your job are? Um, the honestly getting on the roof is yeah. super dangerous. Okay. So, and, and probably kind of like walking across that, is it called a ridge line? Yeah. The ridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, walking across the ridge line mm-hmm. is pretty dangerous. Right. Yeah. Or um, if they got a dog, yeah. they don't like you, don't yeah. like strangers in there. Or you know, like, or then, you know, you got, um, for me, cause you know, I helped out with some contractors, you know, when I was in high school and stuff, the thing that always scared me the worst was, and this is before they had the cool little machines, but you know, you throw a, a square of shingles on your shoulder and climb up the ladder with one hand, yeah. you know, so those are probably to me would probably be two of the most sure. dangerous things in your, in your job. Yeah. Right. So the two most dangerous things that a police officer does or goes to on a regular basis, more than, you know, like a LA shootout or something like that, but something that happens almost every day. Uh, first is domestic violence issues, mm-hmm. right? You go to domestic violence call. Um, he's done punched her in the face. Her eyes black and blue. You know, you go to arrest him, and now she turns into a Hellcat that loves him more than anything, and now you're fighting them both. Yeah. Um. You know, or and that happens a lot. It does. Or what do you, you think know, the percentage on that is? Man, I don't know. Um, is it I, above fifty percent? Nah, I don't. That's think good. So. That's good. Uh, uh, I'd probably say about twenty. Okay. I've only had a had a had a boo boo boo. <laughs> I've only had it happen. Talking's fun once you learn how. Um, maybe two or three times in, in nine years. Um, so it's not it's not that prevalent, but, but it's, uh, it's it's a whole different level of of what's going on. Yeah, and it's it's a, a danger that you don't really expect, mm-hmm. you know. And so that and traffic stops are the two most dangerous things. Um, traffic stops because you never know um, who's in that car. You don't know their mentality. You don't know what they have. You don't what know. they just did. Yes, exactly right. And so um, you, you don't know. So, um, if you're talking about your career, um, getting on a roof, climbing that, that ladder, you know, carrying stuff, those are the times you're probably going to be more vigilant, um, making sure you don't fall and break sure. your neck. But you're so being it's the aware. Same thing. Um, sometimes people kind of go like, well, that cop was, you know, he was a jerk. Um, he, he and he might've been a little short, might've little been a little snappy, but what you have to understand is you don't know who that person is. Mm-hmm. And so if you'll watch a lot of these videos on YouTube or whatever. Because um, people love to put them videos on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's totally legal. That's mm-hmm. no problem with sure. that. And most officers are like, okay, cool. You know, mm-hmm. if you're doing the right thing, body cams and videos are your friend. Right. Um, but 
like with me personally, if I walk up to a vehicle, I may be a little more um, straightforward in the first of the traffic stop because I'm I'm trying to be safe and vigilant. And then by the end of the traffic stop, I'm probably cracking jokes, mm-hmm. you know, because I've kind of worked through all that and figured out who you were you and know, kind of what's going on. Kind of about on. where your situation is. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because every situation is different. There's no such thing as a routine traffic mm-hmm. stop ever. Yeah. Um, and that was one thing I looked up yesterday. Despite what the media would allow you to Dude, believe. So, <laughs> so this is this is something I looked up last night because this was, um, to me, really eye-opening. Uh, and there's several more that I didn't even list. Um, but it was serial killers that were caught on a traffic stop. And you would actually be amazed. Um, Timothy McVeigh, you know, mm-hmm. from the Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. Oklahoma dude, that stuff's got me jacked up. Yeah, dude. Well, I can't it's, even talk. it's known that when you come in here and talk, uh, my dumbness rubs off, rubs off on people and you can't pronounce words. Just, you know, caffeine and an hour and a half nap. <laughs> that could be it too. But, uh, you know, so 168 people died in that explosion. Thousands or hundreds or whatever were, were, were hurt as well. Um, they caught him because of a traffic stop. He didn't have a tag on his vehicle. Mm-hmm. They pulled him over and that's how they caught him. Yep. Um, Ted Bundy. Yep, I was about to say yeah. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, man, uh, raped and murdered like thirty something people. Um, actually, he uh, he was in a, a courthouse representing himself. Mm-hmm. Went to the law library and escaped out of a window. Um, he got pulled over, and that's how they caught him after he escaped. Then he got put in prison and escaped during like around Christmas time. Again, they caught him because of a traffic stop. Yeah. Um, so those kind of things pop up, and you don't you don't ever know who you got or what's got what's going on. Um, there was one man I was trying to find. Hold on one second. All right, here it is. Um, this guy's named uh, Randy Kraft. I'd never heard of him before. Um, they call him the Freeway Killer. Uh, he had killed thirty seven. Uh, most of them were hitchhikers. Picked him up on the highway in California and killed him. Um, and he got caught because they did a traffic stop on him. And there was a guy in the front seat appeared to be asleep. And when they went to check on him, he was dead. He was propped up in the front seat. And he was a, uh, I believe he was a Marine, it said. But he was propped up in the front seat dead. And that's how they caught him. They go to wake him up, and he's not waking up. Yeah. Um, So it was kind of crazy to see that because, like I said, you never know what you're going to get. And and people look at traffic stops as, oh, you know, it's just something normal. And it's not. It's never normal, man. And so when I'm training rookies, I tell them, you know, this is one of the most dangerous things you're going to do because you don't know um, who's in that car. You don't know anything about them. Um, you don't know if they got a gun. You don't know if they, you know, if, if they've got warrants or if they don't have a license or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you never know, right? Um, there's this other guy named William Suff. I'd never heard of him either. Um, killed uh, somewhere between 18 to 22 hookers. Wow. Um, he got caught because he made an illegal U-turn. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, we did, you know, and we did a podcast the other day about these two guys who had kidnapped uh, this guy's wife. He had his wife kidnapped, uh, and I think he was going to have her killed. But once the the kidnapping kind of fell through, yeah, he changed his story that he was going to rescue her uh, oh. to win her affection back. Dun, 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 dun. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I think he was going to kill her. But yeah. what happened was the guys had kidnapped her and got in a white van, and they're taking off. Traffic's backed up. So they get in the emergency lane on the right hand side and start hauling ass. Yeah, and that a cop, a police officer, sees that. Yeah. So immediately they pursue them. Yeah. And then they're they they actually they drove off into a canal. Yeah. And drown. Uh, the lady survived. Oh, good. Uh, but the two kidnappers drowned. So oh, that's yeah. some that's some you know karma and justice. Yeah. Right there. That, there's there's a lot of whole lot. There's a lot of. Uh, not common sense in yeah. that story. Well, so, 
but yeah, I mean, it's it, it, those. That's that's exactly um, you know what you're saying. You have no idea who you've got pulled over in no. front of you. You don't know the situation. Just look at the girl, uh, you know, the Gabby Patino. Yeah, I just kind of – I hadn't really read a lot about that. I kind of picked up on some mm-hmm. of it just seeing people's Facebook posts. I know that uh, when the police – they pulled, they were pulled over yeah. because they were in a – Like were, a national they, forest in or a national like They were yeah. fighting, and somebody saw that, and they called the police, yeah. and they pulled them over. But he, when they were following them, they didn't have really – a reason to pull him over, just hearsay, and then he he got off the road a little bit and hit the curb. Yeah, and then they they lit him up, mm-hmm. and then sure enough, but that just you know the officer that took that and I watched that a uh, couple times just trying to analyze her her the way she was acting and her you know yeah. she was hysterical. Yeah, I I know that that guy. There's not going to be a day in the rest of his life that he wished that he didn't do something different, mm-hmm. that he didn't see something or do something yeah. different. And, and, you know, and that's the thing. It's there's, just hindsight. You just well, have no idea. That, yeah, man. And there's so many there's so many things going through your mind on that traffic stop. You know, you're, you're trying um, you're trying not to get hit by traffic because, mm-hmm. you know, of course, people see blue lights and they lose their mind. Yeah. They forget how to drive. Um, yeah, they do, dude. I'm telling you, I, I, <laughs> Stop I in the middle of the hit, damn road, man. I have been hit by so, almost hit by so many people, um, and so you're trying to process what's going on. You're trying to watch sometimes three and four people in the car, um, and so there's a lot to a lot to process and a lot to do. So um, if an officer's a little a little heightened, it, it, there's probably a good sign. Sure, right? um, but anyway, so a, a few things kind of. What not to do? Well, what? Let's do what to do first, right? Um, so you know, most people they're driving down the road, you know, whatever they see, you know, officer get behind them. They ain't even got their blue lights on, but the officer gets behind them, and you get that sinky feeling in your gut. It's like, oh crap, what did I do? What's going on? You know, whatever. And then the moment they light you up, a lot of people they go from that sinky feeling of oh crap to why are they pulling me over, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I've got to go to work. Go arrest you know? a real criminal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, go, go bother some real people. And so. Um, their mentality changes really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And so as a, as a police officer, when I walk up to a car, um, I'll go ahead and tell you, the the way you treat me mm-hmm. is really going to determine what I give you, mm-hmm. right? Whether I give you a citation or whether I give you a warning. Um, you know, if people are respectful and I might, you know, let's say you ran a red light and I pull you over. I'm like, look, hey, man, the reason I pulled you over is you ran a red light. Um a couple of stupid things I've heard on traffic stops is, um, and, I, and I, I've corrected my rookies on this, you know, they walk up to the car and they identify themselves. You know, I'm, you know, officer so-and-so with so-and-so. Uh, do you know why I pulled you over? Uh, that's just dumb. You know, why ask people, do you know why I pulled you mm-hmm. over? They may not know. Um, then again, you're also kind of asking them to, you know, to admit to a crime. Um you know, so just don't do that nonsense. You're giving them the control of the situation yeah, when you ask questions. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so my whole thing is, hey, I'm, I'm Deputy Manning, Walk County Sheriff's Office. The reason I pulled you over is you blew right through that red light. You know, um, then I may ask them, is is there any, any reason? Something going on. Yeah, yeah, dude. Because you don't know. Man, I've had every answer from, look, I'm just trying to get home. My kid's about to burn the house down. You know, or my kid. I had one <laughs> lady one time. She's like, my 12-year-old son has his daddy's beard trimmers, and he's about to shave the cat. 
literally do. That's hilarious. I'm, I've had guys that are sitting there squirming, and I'm like, dude, what's going on? He's like, dude, I got to poop. <laughs> yeah. I got code brown going on. Code I brown, gotta go code home. brown. Yeah. So, you know, you never know what's going on. Uh, I've had people cry um, just because they're, they're going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you just don't know. And so um, when, when you approach that situation, um, the more respectful you are, the better it's going to go for you. I think so. Yeah. Um, That's common sense. Yeah. You know, keep your hands on the steering wheel. Um, if you, if it's not time, turn your dome light on. Right? Don't start reaching and jerking for things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a gun in the car. Tell them immediately. Tell them, tell them immediately, right? Um, I will tell you, me personally, and I know several officers that are the same way. Um, if I ask for your license and you give me your license and your concealed carry permit at the same time, me and you going to be friends. Yeah. Unless you've done something really, really stupid mm-hmm. or unless you're DUI, then I'm probably going to cut you a break. Yeah. You know, I'm probably going to be like, you know what? And I'll probably talk to you more about your gun than I do anything. Right. Because I like guns. Yeah. But, um, but you know, being respectful, uh, like I said, if there's a gun in the car, tell them, hey, you know, there's a gun in my car. Um, and look, and talking about that, a lot of people don't understand um, your car is an extension of your home. Okay. So by law, if you are in your vehicle – you can have a gun in your vehicle without a permit. It can be loaded. It can be in the seat. It can be anywhere, right? You don't have to have a permit. Um, if it's concealed on your person in your car, you That's have different. to have a permit. Okay. Okay. But if it's in your car, it's an extension of your I home. I didn't know that. Yeah. If it's in your car, it's an extension of your home. And as long as you are legally able to have a gun, that's the main thing. Right. You get convicted felons. They're like, wow, this it's like my home. Yeah, but you're still a convicted felon. Yeah, I mean, you ain't supposed to have one at you your house have one in the first place. <laughs> so, um, but if you're legally able to have a gun um, and it's in your car, you do not have to have a permit. But if you just, all you got to do is keep your hands on the steering wheel and say, officer, I just want to let you know there's a gun under my seat. There's a gun in my glove box. There's a gun in my console. It's going to take our tension level a lot lower. I got right? you. Uh, because then that's one of the unknowns. Mm-hmm. Um, don't reach for it. You know, definitely don't go. It's over here in the seat. Reach. Do you right? want this? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Not at all. Yeah. Um, so it it takes the um, it takes the tension level down a lot for us. And you know, like I said that about the concealed carry permit. If you give me that, to me, that number one shows me you're concerned about my safety. Um, and people that do that, I don't usually have to worry about them trying to kill me. No, you know, they're usually pretty good people. And so, um, it just kind of works out in your favor. Um, so a couple things to do, keep your hands on the steering wheel. Let me know if there's a gun in there. Um, if your back windows are tinted, roll your windows down, because if you don't, as I come up, I'm going to be like, Hey, can you roll this window down for me right quick? Um, you know. I'm going to look. You got kids in the back seat. All right, I ain't worried about that. You ain't worried about Junior pulling out a, yeah. an Uzi out, out of his diaper. Or a beard trimmer. Yeah, yeah or a beard trimmer. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, just simple things like that, that it makes it safer for you and it makes it safer for us, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an officer that pulls you over should identify himself. He should tell you why he pulled you over. Um, and he's going to ask for your driver's license. Some people ask for license and insurance. I don't ask for insurance uh, because a lot of people just carry it on their phone now. Yeah. Um, and if they do have a card, it may be in the glove box. It may you be ain't going to find it. Well, I don't want people digging for sure. stuff because to me that just kind of amps things back mm-hmm. up. I can get your insurance information off your tag. Right. Uh, as long as it's most, most states, um, it might be kind of weird getting it back from Alabama or Tennessee, but most uh, everything in Georgia usually comes back on your tag. Okay. So that way I don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about your insurance card. I'm not carrying your phone back to my car. Right. Like that. 
So, um, so I can get that off your tag, but I'm, I want your li- I want your license. And by state law, you got to have your license. Um, if you're driving a vehicle, you got to, you have to give it upon demand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the sovereign citizen thing comes in. They're like, Oh, I'm not driving. I'm traveling. You're still driving this car. Yeah. Give me your license. Right. Oh man. I can't believe people try to pull that shit. I do. Yeah. And insane. But I've never had that happen to me in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've only had like a couple of sovereign citizens that our guys have dealt with. Um, I've never had it happen. And so um, I, I'm kind of interested to see how, how all that goes. Um, I will tell you, you know, don't be that jerk that rolls your window down like an inch. Yeah. I ain't got to roll my window down. Well, I you, ain't got to tell you my name. Well, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like state, you know, law, actually federal law, uh, it comes from the uh, uh, the Supreme Court says that uh, that you do have to identify yourself. Right. You, if you're driving a vehicle, you do have to give me identification mm-hmm. um, or you can go to jail. Right. Um, it also um, passengers in the car have to provide identification. Um, and the reason being because it's a safety issue, because, again, you, you don't know who that person is. Right. You don't know if they got warrants. I mean, there's been a lot of times that I run the passenger and they got, you know, they got warrants. Well, they got kilos in the trunk dude, traveling dude. from yeah. here to there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and absolutely. So, um, so, yeah. Um, like I said, um, a Georgia Supreme Court um, case, um, and I always have to look, it's um, it's State versus Allen. So it came from the Georgia Supreme Court in 2015, and, and basically it says that an officer can't identify everybody in the car, right? Uh, they can't identify all those subjects. And so if you're that person that rolls that window down an inch, you know, and want to be that way, that's fine. I'm going to tell you just to get out of the car, mm-hmm. you know. And, and again um, – U.S. Supreme Court says that officers can do that. We can ask you to step out of the vehicle. Right. And if you don't want to comply, then okay, you can go to jail. That, you know, that's your choice. Um, and there's certain times that an officer may ask you to step out of the car. Um, I remember when I was in, in training, I had FTO, and, and we pulled over these guys on Shorter Avenue. And it was a pickup truck, like a little Red Ranger or something maybe. There was three guys in the front and four guys in the back, you know, in the, in the bed <laughs> of the truck. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I pulled them over. Um, I got on the intercom, and I was like, driver, step back. And he looked at me, he's like, what? I said, look, dude, when I walk up beside that truck, there's four guys in the bed of that truck that can easily come out of that bed of that truck, and mm-hmm. now i got to fight them all. Yeah, or hit me with something. Yeah, that I said, hoping. it's just, it's so much safer for me to have the uh, have the driver step back to me. And that's not, as long as it's not normal occurrence, right, I can articulate why I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. It's a safety issue. Sure. And so, um, so you know, um, officers can have you step out of a vehicle, um, you know, if, if you tell me officer, there's, there's a gun in my seat. Okay. Step on out of the car. Let's talk about this. Cause I'm going to separate you from it. Sure. One thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to reach in your car, take your gun, unload it, all that. Or other say, time. hand me that. Yeah. Uh-uh, <laughs> not at all. Um, now if you get out of the car and you're like, officer, I've got a gun on my person, right? I'll have you put your hands on the, on the car or whatever. You're not under arrest, but I'm going to take that gun out of your holster or whatever. And I'm going to lay it back in your car, pull you away from that situation. Then we'll have a talk, mm-hmm. right? Um, honesty goes a long way. Yeah. You know, if you tell me up front, uh, that there's a gun in the car or there's a gun on your person, then we're going to get along a lot better than if for some reason something happens and I, I put my hand, you know, towards your pocket or pat you down for guns and I feel it. Now my, now my anxiety. It's through the roof. Yeah, dude. It's done shot up. Yeah. And so, um, we had that happen the other night. We had a guy, um, at a convenience store. It was supposedly a domestic guy and a girl fighting in the parking lot. We get there. The girl's gone. She's nowhere to be found. He's just kind of standing there. So we talk to him, kind of run him through dispatch, and he's got a warrant. 
So uh, put him in cuffs, waiting on the warrant to be confirmed. Um, anything in your pocket's going to stick me, poke me, blow up. I mean, that's what I always ask. You know, any guns, knives, bazookas. You know, uh, nope, not at all. So I start patting him down, and all of a sudden I feel it in his pocket. And he's got a little two-shot thirty-two Derringer. And I'm like, dude, really? Because now I've gone from calm and cool, we're going to get along, to... I'm, I'm upset with you. Yeah, I'm upset. Yeah. Because, because you know, I found a gun in your pocket. And number one, you're convicted felon, you're not supposed to have it. But number two, you you just told me there's no weapons on you. Mm-hmm. And now I found them. And so it kind of it kind of aggravates. Yeah. So being honest, letting that officer know, hey, there's a gun in the car. Um, if you get... If they get, if you're asked to step out of the car, step out of the car. The whole thing about any interaction with police is comply, comply, comply. If you don't like what happened, then you have the right to make a complaint. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, everything's on video these days, man. And if an officer's doing the wrong thing and you complain, then it's, it's going to pop. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to see it. Um, so if you feel like you've been wronged, I'll complain, right? If you get pulled over for speeding and you don't feel like you're speeding, fight it in court. The time, the, the time not to fight it is on the side of the road, right? Right. We, um, that's just not the time. Yeah. And no matter how much you argue, um, it's not going to work it's out. Not, yeah, it's not going to get better yeah. for your situation. Um, another thing not to do, um, don't name drop. You know, when I walk up to your car, don't. Well, I'm the chief's neighbor. Or yeah. I, go to, I go to church, I go to church with, with so-and-so, yeah. yeah. This happened last night. Oh. Um, this guy that I, I was training, he was my rookie, but he just got out on his own. He pulls his – well, we had a, an issue. We had a, a call about two cars racing. So he sees one that he thinks it is. He gets behind it, um, runs a tag, no insurance. So he lights it up. Um, as he's walking up to the car, the lady's on the phone with her husband, ranting and raving. Um, he tells her why he pulls her over. The, you know, Because the, when we run a car, it'll show us that the registration is good and the insurance is good. Um, and it was showing that the registration had been can- – or was – invalid or something i don't know if it was suspended or whatever and no valid insurance so she's on the phone with her husband and so the chief the uh, sheriff up in walker county is named steve wilson super cool guy very laid back uh he's been there forever great guy um kind of like uh tim burkhalter was yeah 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 you know um and she's on the phone with her husband screaming call steve call steve call steve she's like we're calling the sheriff it's like for what you know, does he pay your insurance? Yeah, yeah. Is he <laughs> did he, to did pay he forget to pay your insurance? Yeah. And so, don't name drop. Yeah, you know, don't. Hey, is so and so working? That's my buddy. You know, it has nothing to do with why I pulled you over. Right, right. Um, so don't go name dropping. Um, we don't need the attitude. You know, because if you give us attitude, we're going to give you attitude. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, just just do just do what you're asked. You know, do what you're told. Uh, comply. It's not an issue of, of somebody trying to, to make you subservient or whatever. It's we have business to take care of, and let's take care of the business and move along. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you agree with it or not, you, like I said, you got your time in court. Um, I've never been one that, that wrote a bunch of tickets. Um, most of the time, if I pull over cars, I'm looking for something else. I'm looking for dope. I'm looking for you know people with dead bodies in the car yeah, and stuff real. like that. I'm looking for stuff like that. Um, there are guys that, you know, they're, they're traffic Nazis, man. They love writing tickets and, and that's okay that, you know, every department has to have, you're not those, breaking the law. You ain't getting pulled over. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it could be something, you know, very small, like a brake light out or something. And, and people get so amped up about it. They're like, well, why'd you pull me over? I got, you know, I still got one brake light left. 
well, guess what, dude? If one of them's out, the other one ain't far behind it. Right. Right. So now you're driving down the road with no brake lights, and some car comes hauling over a hill, and you're stopped, and they don't see you, and they smash in the back of you. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody's dead. Yeah. You know, all because, you know, you got pissed off because a police officer pulled you over and told you you had a brake light out. Yeah. You know, and I'm not usually one to write that ticket. You know, I usually just tell people, like, hey, look, man, you got a brake light out. You know, and usually, like I said, and that's kind of how I, how I approach it is you got a brake light out. If one of them's out, the other one ain't far behind it. Right. You can go by AutoZone, and they'll change that thing for you for free if you just buy a bulb. It's no big deal. Right. And so that's kind of I mean, I, I can even change out one of those bulbs, and yeah. uh, I'm mechanically challenged. Dude, I am. I'm like car stupid. Yeah. My dad is a mechanic, diesel mechanic, has been for years. He can he can fix, he's, his thing is I can fix anything with the wheels on it. Yeah. I can fix a sandwich. Yeah. yeah. I can break anything with wheels <laughs> yeah, on it. Does that count? Here. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been, always been one that, you know, if I um if I pull you over for let's just say running a stop sign right and you got a brake light out and I walk up to you and I'm like hey look here's the deal man I pulled you over because you ran that stop sign but you got a brake light out too um if I feel like I need to make some sort of corrective action whether it be write you a ticket or whatever um I'm probably gonna write you a t- as long as you're respectful I'm gonna write you a ticket on the brake light right because it's a lot cheaper ticket you know that stop sign ticket's about ninety eight bucks that equipment violation ticket's like 25 30 bucks and it yeah. does not affect your license right whereas that stop sign ticket will and you're saving somebody trying to save somebody's life yeah it's exactly yeah right, you know and so um i kind of approach it that way um i and i've only had one time in my in my career that that back they didn't backfire uh it's just somebody pitched a fit at me uh, i pulled a guy over one time um it was dude it was like two o'clock in the morning and he didn't even slow down through stop sign just, it was in, you know it was in a neighborhood or whatever and so uh i pulled him over he uh he ran the stop sign. He had a brake light out, a tail light out. His uh, tag was expired. Um, his tire tread was low. And his driver's license was expired, and he had not changed his driver's license. He had been living at the same address for like three years, and it was a different address than what was on his driver's license. So basically, you had like seven violations. <laughs> you know. And so I talked to him. I go back to my car, and I wrote him like the tag light ticket, which was you know like 20 bucks. And I go up to him, and I'm like, sir, here's the deal. We had seven violations, right? I wrote you one ticket. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, heck, if I knew the, the police department needed that money that bad, I just wrote y'all a check for a donation. And I was like, you know what, sir, you're exactly right. I'll be right back I'll with you. I'll be right back. Yeah. You better and make a donation. I came back, and I gave him six more tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And he wanted to complain. Yeah. I mean, he called my yeah. captain over there, and she comes over there, and she was like five foot nothing, mean as a rattlesnake. And she comes over there, and she's like, you know, what's going on? He's like, I want to file a complaint. And she said, why? He said, well, he wrote me these tickets. She looked at me. She said, did he earn them? I said, yes, ma'am. He said, you ain't got no complaint. Walks off, you know. But, uh, but, well, it's good that she had your back. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and, and that's rare sometimes. And we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Right. But, um, so yeah, don't, don't name drop. Don't get attitude. Um, do not jump out of your car, you know, and start walking back to the officer. Mm hmm. That that's gonna be bad. It's a red flag. Yes, it's a red flag. Doors start opening because generally, anytime something like that happens, something there's some shit about to go down. Yeah, there's something in the car. If car doors open, we usually expect somebody to take off running, so we're already amped up. Mm-hmm. And then you jump out of the car and you pitch a fit. Um, and and actually, we had that happen a few years ago in Rome. Uh, one of the guys that I worked with, uh, he pulled over this guy. Um, the guy jumps out of the car and starts kind of charging toward the. The uh, the officer going, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? And he about got tased. Yeah. And what was so bad was he was a deputy from an agency 
in a different county close to us. And I ain't going to put names out there. No, yeah. But somebody who should know better. And, and he about got tased because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, in, in that situation, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you know. That that has nothing and, to do and, with my And you, you of all people, like this guy, he of all people should know protocol. Heck yeah. Exactly and, right. and how people get shot yeah. and tased yes. during traffic stops. Yeah. And, and, but, you know, honestly, police officers um, are usually the ones that act the worst. You know, there's countless videos. There's a bunch of, of those videos yeah, out there. Yeah, countless Absolutely. videos. Of like, Man, don't you know who I am? You know, um, it, it so matter. no, but if you tell me, I'm going to make sure to write your name. Yeah, I'll spell make sure it correctly on this ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and when you write, when you sign the ticket, you make sure you you sign it right. Yeah. Right? Um, and that's another thing that people don't understand is um, you write them a ticket and they're like, "Well, I don't agree with this. I'm not signing the ticket." Okay. Um, step out of the car. You're under arrest. Because down at the bottom of the ticket, if you'll look, it says license displayed in lieu of bail. So every citation or every time that you're written a ticket or whatever, it's an arrestable offense. I can take you to jail for that. Mm -hmm. But there's an understanding that when you give me your license and you display your license, you're saying that you're going to either take care of the ticket before the court date or you're going to show up for court. If you don't, then they're going to issue a warrant for you for failure to appear. Right, and you're going to go to jail. Um, so basically, when you sign the ticket, it's not saying you're guilty, and that's kind of the little line I put in there. I tell everybody, I, I give them their ticket. And I said, "Look, I need you to sign right here at the X. It's not saying you're guilty. It's just saying you're. Um, I've explained your court date to you, and I gave you a copy of your citation. That's mm-hmm. all it says, right? Um, and they're right. Well, I don't want to sign the ticket. Well, okay, that that's you have that right. But you're going to. Need but guess what happens next? Yeah, you're going to go to jail. You're going to have to post cash bond. Pretty matching bracelets. Yeah. you're going to go to jail. You got to post cash bond, and I'm going to tow your car. Then you got to pay to get that out. Yeah, and so most people are like, "Oh, I didn't know that," you know. And you still have some that kind of get mouthy, but uh, but you know, it's not saying you're guilty. It's just saying that you're going to show up for court, making that promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you don't, your license are going to be suspended. And, and you get arrested. And you're going to get arrested for not showing up for court. Right. Um. So most people don't, you know. Just understand that it's not saying you're guilty at all. It's just saying, hey, I promise to show up for court. Um, you know, that's one of the things that, that we run into a lot. Um, like I said, people not wanting to roll down their windows or whatever. Um, passengers don't think and not thinking they have to identify themselves. Yeah, because I didn't know that. You do. Yeah. It, it, it's, you know, it, it's a law that came out of Supreme Court in Georgia that uh, an officer can identify everybody in the car. Which and, makes sense. Yeah. Because, like I said, you know, if a guy's got a warrant, would he be dumb enough to? Well, he would, but would it, be, Wait, would it behoove him to be dumb enough to drive the car? Right? Yeah, because you know that the driver's going to get his license ran. Sure, right. So if I'm in the back seat, you know, hopefully. that's a, that's the best. Hey, you got a driver. Yeah, you, your risk factor of going to jail has went way down. Yeah. So you know you're gonna we we usually always identify the people in the car. Um, and, and so you just, you know, knowing those kind of little small things um, can can help. Um, pulling in your driveway because you think it's a game of freeze tag and I'm on home base and you can't arrest me now. Yeah, that don't work. That is not true. That don't work at all. Right? <laughs> and I've had people do that. You know, you blue light I'm them. I'm at home. Yeah, you blue light them and they'll drive for two blocks and then they pull in their driveway and they get out and it's like, hey, they're like, what? I'm home. 
So? I don't care. You what? At least your car. Two blocks ago. Yeah, yeah, at least your car is parked to where you ain't got to tow it now and mm-hmm. deal with that paperwork. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, being at home on home base does not, <laughs> you know, it does not negate the traffic stop. <laughs> and I've got several people with DUIs like that. Um, you know, they'll pull in a driveway like, you can't arrest me. I'm at home. It's like, no, hey, you're still behind this, the buddy. wheel. Yeah. yeah. I saw you behind the wheel. Um, that, that's another one that people think, um, some people, you know, they, uh, they get pulled, they start to get pulled over and they feel a little uneasy. Um, and they don't, they want to pull over in a more well-lit area. Um, we understand that, you know, we've got family area we, where yeah. there's more, the shoulders too short yeah. and it's dangerous for yeah. both parties. We, we understand that. Um, and if you want to pull to like a parking lot or whatever, that's fine. Um, I would suggest you turn your flashers on and call 911 and be like, Hey, my name is Joe Blow. There's a police officer on right here at Shorter Avenue trying to pull me over. Um, if you would just let them know, I want to pull to a more lighted mm-hmm. location. Um, dispatch is going to let us know that and you know, everything's fine. Right. Um, just let people know. Um, that that's the main thing. Just like a gun, man. If you'll just let us know, um, it's, it's not something that that's going to cause a problem down the road, right? It saves a lot of headaches. It does. And chest wounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and tasing. Yeah, yeah. But um, but you know, th- that's the main things, man. Just just keep your hands where we can see them. Um, let us know if there's a gun in the car. Um, it, don't name drop, man. Don't don't tell me who you know. Don't tell me you know. All this other kind of nonsense. Don't say, I know my rights. Yeah. I, dude, I tell you, I pulled over this one guy one time, and he he's like, I don't have to talk to you. And I said, you're exactly right. You don't, but you do have to provide your license. I know my Chapter 13 rights. Did you just file bankruptcy, sir? Yes. I stopped, and I was like, your Chapter 13 rights? And he goes, yeah. Okay, buddy. You know, Give me your license. That's all I need. Go ahead and breathe into this because yeah. you must be drunk. Yeah. And so you don't you don't have to say a word. You don't have to answer any questions. I've had people like you know, hey man, I pulled you over for for running that stop sign. You know, any special? Re- I don't have to. I don't have to talk. I want I want to exercise my right. Main solid. Okay, I'm good with that. You know, because that has no effect on the business that we're fixing to do. Right. Um, you still get a ticket. Yeah. Well, and you know, you may not depending on you know every, everything else, right? Yeah. But um, there's certain things you do have to answer, right? Um, you do have to give me your name. You do have to tell me where you live. Um, you know, most of the time they want a phone number just because if something pops with cord or whatever, they want to be able to let you know. Uh, it has nothing to do with anything else. So there's administrative questions you have to answer. Um, but if you don't want to answer a question regarding, you know, why you ran that stop sign or if you ran that stop sign, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, you know, because like you said, I, a lot of times I've made up my determination whether you're going to get a ticket or not in about that first 30 seconds of our interaction mm-hmm. uh, and it may be so blatant that i made that decision before i ever got to your car right. right you know it may be so bad that you know the like that stop sign over there near john davenport on north second do people jump that railroad yes track? they, they slow down like, nobody Pow! stops at that thing yeah. and so there may be you know i may already have my mind made up that yeah you're getting a ticket mm-hmm. right um, or if you're driving aggressively or brake checking people and crap like that, I'm, I may already have that decision made. So, um, but anyway, yeah, just be respectful. Um, do, you know, keep how do you, mind. how do you handle brake checkers? Um, you know, to me, it's a, it's a safety issue. And so, yeah, you're getting pulled over, you're getting put on the curb and we're going to have a talk. Um, a lot of times a talk works. Yeah. You know, like I said, I, I've never been one that writes a ton of tickets. Um, sometimes you can get just as much compliance by a good little talk 
and a, and a written warning. Uh, I've always been one that I don't do a lot of verbal warnings um, because my a training officer I had one time told me, so, you know, whatever, no matter what you do, put a piece of paper in their hand, right? It's either a ticket or, or a, a citation yeah. or a warning. Yeah. yeah. It's either a citation or a warning. And, um, and it does two things. Number one, it, it kind of shows that you're being active and, and kind of put statistical numbers to, to what you're doing. But the other thing is um, nobody can ever come back and say, oh, well, you're just down here, you know, harassing me or whatever. Um, no, no, that's I, your written proof. Yeah, there's your written warning that, you know, I pulled you over because you got a brake light out or I pulled you over because you got a tag light out. And so, um, yeah, I always try to put a piece of paper in people's hand if I can. Um, and it just kind of helps me. Um, and, you know, and people, like I said, they I, I've had literally had people um, thank me for giving them a ticket before. Which sounds really crazy. It does. I've had people argue with me that they deserved a ticket. Um, there's a, a a judge here in town, a Superior Court judge. He's retired. Um, he was going through some issues. His, his wife had passed away. I pulled him over one night for running that same stop sign we just talked about. Uh, I pulled him over. Um, he was almost in tears. Uh, I realized who he was, and uh, I was like, "Your Honor, you know, even though he was retired, I still give him that same respect. Your Honor, you have a good night." And he's like, "No." Uh-uh. So what do you mean? He said, you're going to write me a ticket. I did the crime. You're going to write me a ticket. I said, no, sir, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Because in the state of Georgia, police officers have um, what's called officer discretion on misdemeanors, especially on traffic cases. So I've got a, a choice on whether I decide to write that ticket or not, or I have a choice on whether I decide to, to take a certain action. And so um, the only times really that we, we don't in misdemeanor cases, like family violence cases, um, if you can identify the primary aggressor, um, you're supposed to make an arrest. Um, but And that's kind of, that's situational a lot. But yeah, I mean, he wanted to argue with me because about writing him a ticket. I'm like, Your Honor, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to get back in my car. You have a good night. Um, I had another one. He was a, a retired trooper. Um, and his, uh, his uh, he has a, a son in law enforcement. And so I, he, um, the red light up there near um, North Avenue, near North Rome Church of God. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming off of North Avenue, like you're coming out of Selenese, uh, you can't turn right on red. So, you know, I was sitting there one day and, and saw this pickup truck pulling a trailer, um, turn right on red. I pull him over. I realized who he is when I walk up. And uh, I was like, how you doing, sir? I said, Officer Manning, Rome City Police Department. I pulled you over because you uh, turned right on red. And, and, you know, it's posted that you can't. And his wife's over there in the passenger seat. And she goes, Psh, he should know. He's probably wrote that ticket a thousand times. And so he's was, like, shut up. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, you know, he was, you know, very, you know, it was kind of like, hey, I did it. I did it. Yeah. And so um, I was like, uh, you know what, buddy? I said, you have a good day. And he's like, no, no. You know, I've wrote that ticket before. I, I did it. You write me a ticket. I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> I said, look, anybody's had to put up with your son as long as you have, you deserve a break. Yeah. You, yeah and so, I can understand you running a red lot or yeah. two. And so anyway, I, I, gave his, I gave his son a hard time about it for a long time. But, you know, I've had people thank me for writing them tickets. I've had people that just bust out in tears when you give them a warning instead of a ticket. Um, and I've had some of the coolest experiences in my life on traffic stops. You know, I, I've pulled over people. It's like, you know what, sir? Um, I deserve a ticket. You wrote me a warning. Can I pray for you? You know, dude, just pray for me on the side of the road. Yeah. Uh, man, that's a, a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to interact with kids and have fun with them. Um, just a lot of different stuff. Um, man, I, I pulled over this one kid one time. You know, he was 16 years old, blew through the red light. Uh, I was like, all right, look, here's the deal, man. I could write you a ticket. Once you get over on the side of the road right quick, knock me out 20 push-ups, we'll call it even. 
You know, he's over on the side of the road knocking out push-ups. <laughs> and I'd be like, hey, let me, I'll do them with you. You know, we're over on the side of the road doing push-ups together. But there was an interaction between us that he'll probably never forget. Right. You know, because he's probably been told his whole life that, that cops are out to kill him, cops are out to hurt him or whatever. And because this crazy cop did push-ups with him, you know, he sees a different side. Yeah. And so not all police officers are all about just writing tickets and, and all this other kind of stuff. Um, again, you know, we talked about on past episodes, you know, the majority of us want to make an impact in people's lives. You know, sometimes that's positive. Sometimes that's negative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but a lot of people, they look at it and they're like, well, that cop was, you know, that cop was a jerk. You know, again, we talked about it before. You never know what he just came off of. You never know what he's dealing with. Um, and so I always say police officers, it's the only, it's the only profession that you can't have a bad day at work. Um, you know, there's doctors who have made a career on being great doctors but not having a good bedside manner mm-hmm. of being buttholes. Sure. Right? You can't do that as a police officer. You, you've never heard anybody say, well, he's a great cop, but kind of a jerk, you know, in a good way. Um, so you're not allowed to have bad days. You're not allowed to, to be, you know, snarky, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, Which I, is hard. Yeah. Hard to- well, you know, I'm just snarky by nature. Well, you know, I am too. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm just, you know, and, and I'm very no nonsense when it comes to stuff like that. Right. Um, we had a, uh, we'd had like a string of thefts kind of out in the garden lakes area. And so, you know, the little shopping center where, um, Alan Murphy's is right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'd pulled into the gas station over there and I kind of pulled over to the left where the, um, the ice bin, you know, the ice machine thing is whatever. And I could see down the back of Alan Murphy's building and I saw two cars back there, like, you know, parked kind of like they were talking to each other or whatever. And um, one of them had his headlights off, but had his running lights on. And I was like, oh, that looks suspicious, mm-hmm. right? And so um, police, um, we deal with what's called articulable reasonable suspicion. So a reasonable and prudent person would say, at 3 o'clock in the morning, two cars parked behind a business is pretty suspicious. Right. right? So I, I go over there, I black out, um, I pull up kind of alongside the building, I get out of my car, and I walk down the dark side of the of the alley, right? And I get to a position where I'm pretty close, and then I hit them with, with a flashlight, right? Shine it right in their face. Um, I'm like, hey, Rome City Police Department, what's going on? They're like, well, what are you doing? I said, well, I mean, you know. No, I just ask you. Yeah, <laughs> it's 3 o'clock in the morning. You're behind a closed business, and the guy goes, well, I work here. Even saying that, is it is it reasonable that a person would be behind a business at 3 o'clock in no. the morning? No, not at all. And so um, he kind of got a little agitated with me. Um, and I'm like, Hey buddy, you know, I need your driver's license or your, you know, I got to identify you. Why? So, well, here's the deal, man. I don't know if you work here or not. Well, I told you that. Okay. Do you know how many people lie to us on a regular basis? These ain't my pants. All day. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, criminals lie. I said, so I don't know if, if you work here or not. So I need your driver's license, your identification. And you know, that way, if something, if something comes up now, I know who my first suspect's going to be. Right. And so, um, he filed a complaint on me and said that I was rude. So my captain at the time reviewed my video, and and he called the guy back. He said, look, he was not rude. He said, yes, he was very no-nonsense, but he's an officer by himself behind a dark business with two subjects, you know, in an area where we've had recent thefts. He's he's probably going to be heightened on his vigilance scale a little bit until he kind of figures out what's going on. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Police officers get on the scene, and they might be barking orders. They might be amped up. But we have to figure out what's going on before we can kind of calm down and, and relax a little yeah. bit. And you can't and, relax too soon because that, yeah, that's a yeah. life and death situation. That's right. Because then things go sideways. 
And so that was that was a complaint that that he filed on me, saying that I was I was rude, and you know, and I wasn't rude. I was just very no nonsense, and I wasn't you know. Did he work there? Huh? Did yeah, he, he worked. He there. did. Yeah, he worked there, and he worked there after hours. Okay. Um, but I mean, nobody knows. Nobody that. knows that. Yeah. yeah. And so, articulable reasonable suspicion means what a person, you know, a reasonable person would believe um, a crime could be occurring. So let's say um, it's three o'clock in the morning downtown. All the bars have let out. And I'm, you know, I like used to always like cruising behind the the, the businesses downtown, checking buildings, stuff like that. Um, you find some really cool stuff, you know, people passed out drunk, people <laughs> doing drugs or whatever. And um, if you pull out from behind a closed business at three o'clock in the morning, a reasonable person would say that's suspicious. Yeah. Right? Or if you walk, sure. or if you walk out behind the building at three o'clock in the morning, yeah, you're probably going to get stopped and talked to. Mm-hmm. Now in Rome, in the city of Rome, if you're just walking down the street, is that suspicious? Not at all. Not necessarily. No, not necessarily. Right. Because um, people walk everywhere in, in the city. Not everybody has cars. Um, so that's not really suspicious. But if you're coming out from behind a closed business, yeah, especially one that's been burglarized lately or, or whatever. Or in that whole, in that vicinity. Yeah. And so if, if a police officer has what's called articulable reasonable suspicion, we call it ARS, um, you can be stopped um, for what's called a brief investigation stop. You can be detained. You can be placed in cuffs. Uh, and if you don't comply, there can be force used on you. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you're walking out from behind a closed business, I said, hey, buddy, stop a second. And you're like, screw you. And you take off running and I got to chase you. You're going to get tackled. You're going to get put in handcuffs. Whether you had, whether you did anything wrong or not. Because at that point, I I have a reasonable belief that you could have done something wrong. So I don't have to have what's called probable cause to make an arrest. Mm-hmm. I just have to have uh, a reasonable suspicion that something's going on to detain you and stop you. Now, um, and, and we had this happen, like, it's been a while ago, but um, we had an armed robbery, all right? Um, suspects left in a, a black uh, Dodge Charger with tinted windows. Well, about two streets over, I see a black Dodge Charger with tinted windows. I light it up, get the people out of the car, put them in cuffs, you know, detain them, start, you know, figuring out what the heck's going on. It wound up not being them, mm-hmm. right? So, Take them out of cuffs, pat them on the back, say, look, I'm really sorry, but this is the information I had. This is why I stopped you. The average citizen understands that. The average citizen that lives in that that subdivision we were in does not want armed armed robber suspects, you know, driving through the neighborhood. Driving through their neighborhood, right? And possibly hurting somebody else. Um, and so what officers use to kind of decide on force is what's called Graham versus Connor was a Supreme Court case. Um and it has a four-prong test. So the, the the parts of the test are the severity of the crime, right? So possible armed robbery, you're thinking gun, knife, bazooka, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Right? Um, the arm uh, is the suspect resisting. Um, does the suspect pose an immediate flight risk? And is the suspect um, uh, a danger to the community? So if we're looking at armed robbery suspect in a car, and I get him out of the car, of that four-prong test, right, Possessive weapon, possibly. Check. Right, possibly. <laughs> um, danger to the public, possibly. Severity of the crime, yeah. Yeah. Right? So the only thing I don't have right now is resistive, right? So if if those three things are checked off and you decide you don't want to go in cuffs and, and you want to fight, yeah, you're going you're gonna to take a ride. You're going to mm-hmm. get slammed on the ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas all you had to do was comply I get you cleared out. We know that it's not you, and I send you on your way, right? And thank you for being a good citizen. 
Um, and that's where people get hemmed up because they think, well, I, I don't have to because I, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, I understand that, but we don't know that, right? We don't, we don't know who you are. We don't know where you've been or anything like that. Until we can get that cleared up, um, you're probably going to be put in cuffs. And, and most people, like I said, once you explain it to them, um, most people are okay. Yeah. The problem that happens a lot of times is a lot of officers don't know how to explain that, right? It's like, you're going to go in cuffs because I told you to, mm-hmm. right? And, and then they never explain why they detained that person in the first time, first place. Um, you so know, that, I, that, there's a lot of confusion when the conversation, the right conversation is not had. Yeah. So there's a lot of confusion and there's heightened awareness. Mm-hmm. There's like tension. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, at every single time, you know, it could, it has a, a chance to be a powder keg, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. for real. And, and so people just need to understand that, um, Nine times out of ten, and I can't I can't say for other cities like Chicago or whatever, but nine times no, out of ten, real. every officer I've ever dealt with, um, they're just trying to do the right thing. You know, they're trying to trying to help their community. Um, so they're not picking on you because you're a certain race. They're not picking on you because of this, because of that. They're just trying to to do the right thing and protect their community. And so, um, you know, it's like people videoing cops. Right? It's not illegal to video cops at all. Everybody seems to think that's the right thing to do these days. And you know what, dude? I have no problem with it because if you're you're not doing the wrong thing, you don't have anything to worry about as long as... You're not being a protagonist or antagonist. Number one, as long as the whole video comes out and you don't selectively pick... You edit it. Yes. To make the situation different. Yes. And you don't come into a distance that makes that officer divide his attention... Or puts that officer at risk. Right. Um, I've had a traffic stop. I pulled a guy over on uh, East First, kind of, you know, uh, East First Street that runs parallel to Broad Street. Pulled him over. He blew through a red light. Never even slowed down, man. So I just want to make sure he was he wasn't drunk. It was two o'clock in the morning. There was no other traffic on the road, but I wanted to make sure he wasn't intoxicated. Mm-hmm. So I blew out him because I was sitting right there watching the back lot of Mellow Mushroom looking for DUS. Right. And um, I blew light him. He pulls over. He's like, man, I, I know why you pulled me over. He said, I just wasn't paying attention. I'm, I'm really sorry. So, All right, man, no problem. I, you know, I start to ID him. I look, and there's a guy who walks up behind me, and he's probably, like, from me to you. Ooh, he's probably from me to you videoing. And he goes, sir, sir, do you feel like you were illegally detained? And I was like, hey, dude, back up. And he's like, well, you can't stop me from videoing. I said, I'm not. But you're going to have to back up to a safe distance that mm-hmm. is safe for you and for me. Uh, and so the that's old six what, feet. Yeah. You know, you need to be across the street out of the roadway because if you stand in the middle of the roadway, then you're obstructing, obstructing traffic. So now you're committing a crime, mm-hmm. right? So you need to step away and give us some space. Um, I don't care if you videotape me, right? Um, as long as you show the whole video and uh, as long as you kind of give me some space to do my job. Mm-hmm. Um, certain departments, uh, they they get more wound up about me, uh, about people using foul language, mm-hmm. you know, than they do about dragging somebody out the, the little vent window of the car, you know. <laughs> or that um, inch that they crack the window at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, or busting their window out because they, they don't want to comply. Um, you know, some people in this world just don't understand. Uh, when I say, sir, I'm going to need you to please sit down. They just look at you like you're speaking a foreign language. Yeah. And until you're like, sir, sit your on the ground, then they're like, oh, okay. And they sit down. Yeah. You know, so um, sometimes that kind of creeps in, right? And I, I've gotten in trouble for, for you know, telling people stuff before. 
Um, oh, I, I can only imagine if I was a policeman. I my mouth is like, yeah. and, and I try not to. I try to stay professional, and I try to. Sure, uh, I mean you have to. to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, especially the way some departments are now. Um, but you know, there's times when when people just don't understand. Yeah, right. But um, but yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with you videoing the police. You have that right, but you do not have the right to stick that video in their face. To stick that video at somebody, and, and or even, ex, and or even that night, huh? Or exploit somebody yeah. with it later. Yeah, it's, and, it's and really we'll go over that in a second. Yeah, but um, but even that guy that night that I pulled over, he was like, "Officer, I don't know those people. I, I don't know why they're acting this way." Mm-hmm. He's like, "But I have nothing to do with it." Yeah, you know, he was dissonance himself because he didn't want me to think that he had anything to do right. with that crap. And so, um, and the guy finally backed off because I look, if you don't back off, you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. And so finally I looked back at the guy. I said, look, don't run no more red lights. Get out of here. And I sent him on his way, and then I dealt with that guy. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he was dividing my attention, which was putting me at, risk. at a safety sure, at a safety risk, sure. right? And so, um, so yeah, if, if you're going to video the police, that's fine. We don't care because yeah. we're videoing too. It's like uh, Superman don't have to use bad words to get his point across. No, but he's got x-ray vision and, and laser. He'll melt your ass to yeah. the concrete. Yeah. To be or he can go <laughs> and shoot you across the room. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's, yeah. And so, um, but, yeah, I, I just – People like that that kind of drum up controversy and try to drum up um, issues with police officers. That we have enough issues going on in the sure. country as it is, right? Um, without you trying to trying to drum up some stuff. And so, um, so let's yeah. let's talk about. Uh, there was an incident that happened here. Uh, there was a couple of guys. I don't even want to give give them too much. I didn't I didn't research their names or what their YouTube channel yep. was because I'm not trying to promote any of their horse shit that they did, but. They came to town. They're doing a diving yeah. thing around the bridge. Yeah, they were, diving around some, they were diving around the bridge up there at the soccer field. So they have a YouTube channel, and they find stuff and post it, and they you know, get – here's the deal. If you're an influencer, which that's, that's the same thing as being an influencer, the more likes you get, the more times people watch your videos, things like that, you, you earn revenue from yeah. it, okay? Yeah. When you take that specific thing that you do to, to – to make money, okay, and you manipulate a situation with a police officer just because you know they're under the microscope. Everybody's watching everything the police does. They want to find something, something rotten that they can film and they can put out there for it to go viral. Yeah, so they can start getting revenue. Yeah. Okay. And, and they're nine times out of ten, they're not putting out the, the whole video. I mean, no. we, we watched and, that and video. We watched you the video. Tell it was edited. edited. I mean, I yeah. edited our, our our YouTube, uh, not a whole lot, but I, I mean, that whole video was edited. Yeah. So the only thing they showed in the video was the initial uh, the initial contact with the officer, and then the officer trying to do his best to do to to appease them on yeah. uh, the situation because. The situation was not not as dire, or um, it was to me it was exaggerated. Yeah, it was over exaggerated, yeah. over embellished. Mm-hmm. And then when the officer starts trying to work with these guys to to give them something that will satisfy them, as far as why they wasted his time to call him out there on some uh, yeah. grave marker uh, that they found. Um, then they started giving him backlash about trying to give them their information yeah. and their address and things like that. And then they became, I guess, a, obstruction? Kind of? Uh, not, yeah. I mean, a not, little, not really. On the, on the just, very gray, gray yeah, line there. Yeah, it, it more along the lines of just being, 
being a butt. Yeah. You know, and granted, the the video portions they showed, right? The officer showed up, and it was a it was an it was a Rome City um, police sergeant. Uh, you can find the video if you want to. Yeah. Um, I work with a guy. Um, he's been with the department seventeen years. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a field training officer, uh, a detective. He's been uh, been on SWAT. He was he's a, a sergeant. Um, I work for him. He's great to work for. Super good guy. Knows the law. Um, but every portion of the video they showed put him in a black, bad light. Yeah, now, and then and, they and they snipped out there. I'm sure they were they were. Uh, we'll use the word snarky again. Yeah. Uh, they were being snarky towards him, yeah. which got him a little agitated because not even two years ago, that same exact location, there was two dead women there. Yeah, somebody got their head blown off. Somebody got two women got executed, yeah. execution style uh, yeah. murder and, tossed in, and tossed in the water. Yeah, so I mean. You're going to call over here for some bullshit, mm-hmm. and then you're going to get this officer here to try to shed a bad light on this yeah. guy to make him look bad so you can get more views on YouTube. And and, and, all, and what it was was they had found, they said a grave marker, but, you know, it, it was like the plate that they put over a grave marker. Yep. And it wound up, find out that it was like a display or something. How it wound up over there, I'll never know. But it wasn't even the grave marker. It was just that plate that kind of sits on the the stone, I guess right. you'd say. Because if it had been the gravestone, them two guys would have never got it out of the water. No. Um, so the officer comes up, and he's like, hey, guys, you know, what can I do for you? And they're like, well, we found this grave marker, da 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 And uh, according to the video, he was a little snarky with his response, right? But again, you know, we talked about it before. Number one, you know, you don't know what's going on. Sure. Right? You don't know what's happened throughout the night. You don't know um, the situation. Uh, and I, I have always been one that I try not to Monday morning quarterback police officers. Right. Uh, because I don't know the situation. I wasn't there. I wasn't in that time. Um, so again, if you just watch the snippets of the video, he, he was a little snarky, but, um, they're wanting him to basically do a criminal investigation. Yeah. You know, this thing could be stolen. And again, like you said, they kind of embellished it a little sure. bit. They're um, baiting him. Yeah. They're and, baiting him. And so it's like, and so he's like, okay, you know, I'll do a report for you. You know, we'll we'll turn it in, da 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 da. Um, so he goes to get their information. He's like, well, we don't want to give it to you. Well, now it's a criminal investigation, right? And you're wanting to turn over a piece of property. Um, so I, I have to know who turned it in. Sure. And he even tells them, well, how do I know you didn't steal it? Sure. And they're like, well, uh, they got a, they got all offended. Yeah, right? they did. But guess what? We've already established that people lie to the police. You know. How do we know that you didn't go steal that and then try to cover your tracks? You just chunk it into water. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to turn it in, right? Um, so he was. Ve- it was very reasonable for him to ask for their identification. Sure. You know, I don't. I, ha- I think it was. I think it was reasonable for him to be a little agitated with them. I do I'm too. not even a police officer. Yeah, I do too. And, and so, um, you know, and like I said, he he pretty much made some some comments and and was totally right that. Um, I need to identify who you are because you want to turn this in right now. It's a criminal investigation. Um, and so I need to kind of know what's going on. And, you know, I, I don't need your social, right? I, I don't need, um, just a way to get back in touch with you in case exactly something, right. in case this is a criminal evidence, yeah. you know, criminal and so, uh, and they finally go, well, I'll give you my name and phone number. And he's like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, at least I get a, an, I have a way to get back in touch with you. Um, another thing that he could have done, which is what I usually do too. If I come up to a scene like that, um, and, and they're in a vehicle or there's a vehicle sitting right there, I'm going to give that tag out mm-hmm. because what you don't know is, um, you don't know if somebody is calling you away down there 
to ambush you. Sure. Right? Because so that is not a safe area. No, you're down there in the dark. In the dark the by the river. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just you and that person mm-hmm. or those two people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give out the tag number so at least dispatch knows that if something happens to me. This is who we're looking this for. This is the vehicle yeah. I'm looking for, right? Yeah. So I'm going to give out that information. So, you know, there's ways to identify who that person is and, and more information about them if they want to if they want to act that way. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, to me, everything he did was not unreasonable. I don't, I don't, I don't think for one second that he was unreasonable in uh, the way he handled that uh-uh. situation. And, and he got a little agitated. But sure. you know what? When people keep doing that kind of stuff, and, and seems like they're trying to bait you, you're gonna get agitated. Sure. And that's what we talked about before. Police work is the only job that you're not allowed to have a bad day. Right. You know. So l- let's say you work in a factory and you and your wife are fighting. And you come into work and you're pissy. What's wrong with Bill? I don't know. Him and his wife are fighting again. He's just pissy. Yeah. Right? Cops can't be that way. You can't you can't be pissy because then you offend somebody. You know, I've always told people, look, I'm an equal opportunity offender. If you're <laughs> offended real easy, you're in the right place. Yeah. Right? I'm gonna offend you. Um, but you know, you don't know. You don't you don't know if, if an officer has a, a brand new kid and works night shift and he's only had like two hours sleep. Or he worked all night long and he's got to get up and go to court because they don't try to plan court around his mm-hmm. sleep schedule. Right. Um, so, yeah, he might be a little antsy or he may be a little hungry because, you know, I mean, we all get hungry and we get a little hangry. Yeah. Um, you don't know that situation. Um, just like I don't know it. Like if I pull somebody over and they're like upset and crying, I don't know why. Um, I'm going to try to find out why because I want to help them. Um, but it seems like, uh, people just want to bait cops and get them in a bad light in a bad situation. Um, and then, um, and like I said, either the video has been manipulated or, or, you know, edited, yeah, edited, um, or they just out and out lie. Right. right. Um, we had a, we had a situation, um, I got dispatched to an armed robbery, um, at one of our illustrious hotels on Martha Berry. Oh. Uh, the economy right there. Um, Fancy. Yeah. yeah. What's that continental breakfast? Yeah. Well, it's the one that sits, right there behind the, uh, that sits there behind the Chinese restaurant. There I, know. Ugh, I know what you're so, talking um, about. Basically, a guy comes walking through the parking lot, pulls a gun on another guy, sticks in his face, give me all your stuff. Right? So the robber takes off running toward Martha Berry, kind of at an angle, right? Kind of like he's going a little south. So we get there. Um, we start talking to the guy. Hey, do you know who this guy is? He's like, I don't know his real name, but I know his nickname. Okay, what's his nickname? His nickname's Tiny, whatever. I don't know. Make it up. And uh, and he hangs out with this hooker named Betty Sue, right? So have dispatch run Betty Sue because I know her. Um, and they're like, well, you know, the last last information we have about her, she was staying at the Sunrise Hotel, and she OD'd yesterday on heroin. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they were in room like 125 or whatever. So, um, and that's the direction the guy ran. He ran toward that hotel. So this guy hangs out with her. The last contact anybody's had with her is at this hotel, at this room. So a reasonable person would go, let me go check that place, right? So um, uh, Deputy Chris Snyder, he works for the Floyd County Sheriff's Office. Uh, He was actually working a side job on Broad Street and heard the call come out. And he's one of my SWAT guys. He's one of my ride or dies, man. He's one of those kind of guys that uh, I always say, I'd take on hell with a water pistol with him, man. (laughs) And so usually if there was nonsense to be had, we were together. Yeah. And so – he hears this calls. He leaves his side job to come back me up. And so we go over to the Sunrise Hotel. Um, the supervisor for that shift that night was uh, Sergeant Burns. He went with us. So when we get to the hotel room, the you know, the blinds are co- or the curtains covering, 
So he goes to the front door, and he's got his gun out because it's an armed robbery. Sure, right? yeah. So he got his gun out, but it's in what we call sewell position. And basically, it's in tied up against his body, and it's pointing straight down. But it, if he needs it, it's, it's there, right? Um, Sergeant Burns is behind him, and he's got his gun out, but it's tucked by his leg. I'm on the other side of the window. You know, they have those big glass windows by the front door mm-hmm. and that window where the air conditioning Units is, under, right? Yep. So I'm on the other side of it looking in through the back side of the curtain so that I can see the guy when he comes to the door and let them know, hey, he's got a gun or whatever. Yeah. So knock on the door. They identify themselves. He comes to the door. I'm like, hey, he doesn't have anything in his hands. He's good. So the guy opens the door. They holster their weapon, right? Or he may have kept his out. I can't remember. But anyway, it was still pointing to the ground. We tell him while we're there. Um, he's like, well, me and my girlfriend just, you know, just moved into this apartment, this hotel room today. Um, we said, okay, this is why we're here. We're looking for this guy. Do you mind if we just come through clear right quick, make sure he's not in here. We're not looking for anything else. You know, if you got some weed hanging around, we don't give a crap. Mm -hmm. We're here looking for him. Right. And the guy's like, yeah, man, come on in. So we go through, we clear it right quick, check the bathroom around the other side of the bed, make sure he's not in there. Um, as we start to leave, man, I I apologize to him because it's like, it's after midnight probably. I'm like, look, man, I'm sorry to bother you. I really appreciate your cooperation. We're just trying to find this guy. He held a guy up at gunpoint. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I, I'm just glad to help. And I apologize probably three or four times before we walk out the door. So we're in the parking lot kind of talking about the case. Um, and uh, he comes back out, and he's like, hey, I want to talk to your supervisor. So that's him right there. And so he kind of kind of got us a little attitude about us, you know, said that we kind of harassed him or whatever. And I was like, look, you know, we told you why we were there. <clears throat> you were okay with it a second ago. Yeah, and we apologize for bothering you. You know, appreciate your cooperation and everything. He's like, well, I, I just kind of felt like it just wasn't handled right. It's like, okay, you know, that's fine. That's your opinion. Yeah. So um, a couple of days later, I get a phone call, and he's filed a formal complaint. Oh, wow. For excessive force. Oh, you animal. And he specifically <laughs> named me oh. and Deputy Snyder in the in the um, the complaint saying that we put our guns in his face. Oh. Okay, so first thing. Snyder's gun was pointed toward the floor. I didn't even have my gun out. I'm on the other side of the window. If I'd had my gun pointed toward him, I would have been covering off on my own guys. Yeah, you would have been having your gun pointed in their direction. At my guys, yeah. right? And that's not going to happen. No. And so um, he actually made a formal complaint, wrote it out and everything. Okay. So we didn't have body cams at the time. Um, Snyder had been working a side job. He didn't have his body cam. Um, my car wasn't pointing in the right direction to to get video footage or anything. Um so he was filing complaints saying that we stuck our guns in his face. And so they were doing an investigation on us. Um, luckily, the hotel had video. Oh, thank God. Yeah. And so the video shows a totally different story, right? So if somebody files a complaint, that's one thing. If they file a false complaint, that's another. That's a criminal offense. If you specifically, if you write it out and sign it, oh. now I have false writing, which is a felony. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, good for him. But guess what? Rome PD did nothing. Are you serious? They did not pursue charges at all. No way. And the reason being is they said, because they're a CALEA-recognized organization, uh, CALEA is this large um, uh, law enforcement certification program, and they did not pursue charges because they said that they wanted the public to feel free to file a complaint. Well, guess what? If, if I do something wrong and you want to file a complaint on me, that's one thing. But filing a false complaint to get you potentially get me, fired, not just fired, but I could arrested. go to prison for that for violation of oath of office. Yeah, for excessive force, I could go to prison for five years for that. Yeah, 
and get fired and my name get drugged through their mud. And you not get another job in law enforcement. Not at all. Because then my post certification screwed up mm-hmm. and I can't get a job in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. All because this guy wanted to lie. And so they, they, well, uh, because when I asked the, uh, the investigator about it, who's with, uh, what's called OPS, Officer Professional Standards. He's like, well, we, we, we watched the video and I let him watch the video. Well, then he decided that, that maybe his recollection wasn't exactly. And he should have put him in handcuffs. Exactly. Right there. Yeah. Because my whole thing is if you go after one of my guys and you lie about them, we got problems. Sure. You're going to jail. Yeah. Because if one of my guys breaks the law, then he's going to go to jail. Then he's going to go to jail. You believe right? he's going to go to jail. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And, and so, it's going to be um, on Fox News. Yeah, it's going to be so on every news they channel. They did not. They did not have my back in that situation. Yeah, and, and so that kind of and and then you look at this situation with uh, with the sergeant from Rome, um, and they didn't have his back either. Yeah, because they they posted a statement. Yeah, man. Hold on, on Facebook. I'll read, I'll read that statement to you. They just, uh, they did like a media release or whatever, man. They threw his ass under the bus. They did. And here's another thing that we go back to saying things like, "Don't say this to a police officer. Don't go." Well, my lawyer said. Yeah. Yeah. At the, Probably one of the top few sentences that you don't use yeah, exactly. coming into contact no, with law dude. enforcement. So this is this is kind of the the press release, I guess, that Rome PD put out. Um, you know, and like I said, man, I, I worked at Rome for nine years. Um, there's a lot of good people there. Um, I have some issues with some other pay, people, but that's this, with every job. Yeah, this that's is me their, about my banking job. Yeah, and this, my manager. This is their public statement. So on um, September 7th, 2021, a YouTube video was shared anonymously with their own PD showing a confrontation between Sergeant and two divers. Divers had located uh, in the Etowah River what appeared to be a gray marker headstone. They called 911 to turn it over. Uh, Sergeant responded to the call. Uh, the release YouTube video shows him becoming agitated with the divers when they refused to provide their names for an incident report. Although the video was noticeably edited, uh, the sergeant allowed himself to be confrontational with the two divers. Okay. Um, it is the policy of the Rome PD uh, to treat citizens with respect and, and civility. Uh, the Rome PD has reviewed the YouTube videos and determined that the sergeant acted in a unprofessional manner and brought discredit to the Rome PD. The matter has been addressed administratively with disciplinary action taken and a part of his permanent file. Um, then they try to kind of cover things over. They're like, well, the sergeant's a 17-year veteran of the department, has an excellent service record, uh, acknowledges he should have handled it differently, um, stated that he's learned from this mistake, grown from it, and will use this to become a better public servant. Uh, the gray marker was determined to be a display model uh, cast by Star Granite Company. The model could be uh, could have been sent to any vendor in the country for display purposes. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, on behalf of all members of the Rome Police Department, we offer an apology to the community at large. Uh, we fail to represent ourselves in a proper manner at this instance. We pride ourselves in our service to the community and hold ourselves to a high standard. We also regret that the people across our community who have had nothing to do with this incident have been on the receiving end of harsh criticism and vulgar language by, in- by individuals who have chosen to remain anonymous. Yeah, it's disappointing. Uh, extremely disappointing. Um, and the way they handle that because. Because I watched that same video and I feel like, I honestly don't feel like the way he responded to them was, was inappropriate. I, I don't think either. He, he got I mean, a little again, agitated, but again, you don't know the, the section of the video that was edited out. Right. You don't you know don't, what was said, yeah. how they were baiting him, and I, then they cleared all that up. Uh-huh. I mean, you can't. You're you're you made an assumption, and you made a decision, and you threw this officer under the bus, off of, off of, 
a third of what happened yeah that you can see for yeah. a fact and it's know? just like my situation the guy made a false claim a false complaint you know i don't know if he was just trying to get me in trouble or if he was trying to get a check or whatever mm-hmm. and then once you prove that it's not true then you do nothing about it because you don't want to offend anybody else mm-hmm. Or you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Or you don't want to make it where people feel like they can't make a complaint. Guess what? If people feel like they make a complaint, they if they feel like they have a complaint, they're going to make it. Sure, right? They don't. They're they're not going to look at it and go, oh, well, if I make a complaint, they're going to they're going to try to charge me. Well, if you make a false complaint and it's totally false, you should be. Then you charged. should be charged. You should go to jail. Sure, right? Because guess what? If I get caught lying. My career's over. Yeah, and you're right. going to jail. It's exactly and, right. and your face is going to be plastered all over every yeah. social media, mm-hmm. news news website, news channel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Officer sticks his gun in man's face for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's the way the news media, news media wants to play it is they want to make us look worse than we are. Right. Right. And um, when you have um, superiors that don't back you, and don't stand up for you. It gives you a weak infrastructure. It gives you a weak infrastructure, but it also uh, makes me believe and makes me think as an officer, you're not going to have my back if crap does hit the Something fan. really does go if, down. If you won't stand up for me because a guy lied about me, what makes me think that you're going to have my back if I have to shoot somebody? Right. Right. Um, that's one cool thing I can say about where I'm at right now. Um, I know they got my back. Mm-hmm. I know that if things hit the fan... They're going to be there. And that means a lot. It does. It means a whole lot to me. Yeah. Because you're not afraid to do your job, mm-mm. which will lead, you know, could lead to you getting shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't have to worry about them not standing behind me and me going to prison and not seeing my kids and things like that. Yeah. So, and people wonder why there's been a mass exodus in the law enforcement community. Why people from, I mean, look at how many officers Atlanta lost after that shooting with that guy in the Wendy's drive through parking lot. Mm-hmm. That officer did everything right, right, dude. That night at the Sunrise Inn, we did everything right, but yet he's trying to persecute us for you know for something we didn't even for do. nothing, and nobody did anything about it. Yeah, that's where I have a problem. You give criminals too much freedom when you yeah. start doing that. And I, I've always been one. I was not a supervisor uh, when I worked here, um, but I was a leader on my shift. You know, I still have conversations. I still get phone calls from people that were on my shift, like, "Hey, this is what I got. How should I handle this?" Right. Um, I still get those phone calls because I was a leader to my people mm-hmm. and I will stand up for my people. Like, you know, I might not be a supervisor, but by gosh, you try to, you come after one of mine, we're going to have problems. Right. And so, um, and, and some departments don't want that. They want a monkey. They want somebody that just does what they're told. And I'm sorry. That's just not how I'm, that's not me. Right. And so, um, that's why I'm glad where I'm, where I'm at. Like I said, um, uh, I love, uh, I love a lot of people at Rome. Um, I've, I've still got some really good friends there. Um, but how they handle that situation with Sergeant, uh, with Sergeant, uh, I'm not really cool with it. Yeah. Um, and, and I know a lot of people, I even had a defense attorney friend of mine. He's like, look, dude, if that was me, yeah, I'd already walked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm grateful that I'm with some guys that, that they just, have my back. well, I mean, they went on the, the, the video shows him to be a, a bad person Yeah, and they go on and, and make the video worse with their little comment sections and oh, yeah. things like that. Comment yeah. on what you think. That. Yeah. So if they you put think this, he did wrong comment. And they put this guy in a terrible light and then his own organization just basically shits on him uh, and, and has these YouTubers back during the whole situation yeah. instead of 
coming to the aid of their their officer. Okay, so if you're going to release a, if you're going to have a press release that says that, why do you not have the full video? Yes, right. Have the whole video. Yeah, if you want to file a complaint on these officers or whatever, then you need to release the full video, Mm -hmm. and then let's let's put the full video. Let's listen to everything they said to him to get him to where he got. And that's just like a lot of these uh, police officer involved shootings. You only get a little snippet of what happened. You don't happened. get the beginning. You don't get the whole thing that happened. Right? You don't You don't get the video from across the street from the gas station that's watching this guy punch a woman in the car. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah. or, or, or or even the Wendy's video, all it's going to show is them shooting a guy in the back. Yeah. Well, what happened before that? Yeah. Right? What happened when he was fighting with them and took their taser and mm-hmm. pointed his taser, yeah. pointed the police officer's taser at him? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, what about that? Yeah. Oh, we ain't gonna show that because I mean that makes the cop look good. Yeah, that makes it look like he did his job. Yeah, the right way. <laughs> the right way. Yeah. yeah, and made sure that he went home safe to his family, mm-hmm. and the other officer went home safe to his family. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, if you're gonna do crap like that, then get the whole video and put that out there for people to to watch and comment mm-hmm. on. Right. Don't put that little short video on that's been ed- totally edited. Yeah, the and edited let them comment snippet. On. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just a, another cop who's a who's a jerk. Yeah. Well, you know, let's see the whole thing. Let's see. Let's, let's see what got him there. Let's yeah. see what got him there. So, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And so, you know, it's the same way with you know traffic stops and things like that. Um, sometimes traffic stops go sideways. You know, um, majority of the time, if people act like they got some sense and they comply. There's no problem. Everybody goes on about their business. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know? And and if you're respectful and kind, you might get away with a warning and not even get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you're a jerk and you want to drop names and stuff like that, I can pretty much guarantee you're gonna get a ticket. Sure. You know? And then you're gonna drive off pissed because some police gave you a ticket. Mm-hmm. And it has you know, you don't want to Are you gonna take a picture of your side view mirror with a police in your <laughs> in the video camera with a light zone in the back? Yeah. You know, huh. posting it going, This jerk gave me a yeah, gave me a ticket. Thanks a lot. I yeah. had, you know, I was late for work. Yeah. yeah. Well, and why were you late for work? Because right? I stayed up all night. Yeah. And didn't get up on time. Again, yeah, man. And we talked about it before. And mm. I, I told a lady the other night, uh, last night at work. Um, I said, you know, I, I've learned that ninety nine percent of stuff we deal with in law, and even ninety nine percent of the cr- the problems in the world today, revolve around people being selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, you got some three hundred dollar Jordans, and I want them, so I'm, I'm gonna, gonna take, take them. them. Yeah. You know. Or um, the, like that lady in Florida where um, her son broke into a man's house and the man shot him. And the lady was like, well. He didn't have to kill him. Well, how, how does he how, how's my, how does he expect my boy to get some money? Yeah. Uh, go to, get a get job. Get a job. Yeah. yeah. But it all goes around selfishness. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I want to sleep 30 minutes later. So now I got I to gotta speed to work. Mm-hmm. Right? Or um, I, I don't want to pay a, a, a $30 taxi cab fee. So. I'm, I'm driving gonna get my drunk. Car and I'm going to drive drunk. I'm going to crash into somebody and kill them. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it just revolves around selfishness, man. People wanting what they want. It doesn't matter what nobody else wants. Right. And the whole and that whole thing goes back to all these videos of making people look bad and everything else. So everybody talks about, you know, cops being rude or whatever. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. In nine years, uh, and I love firefighters. I really do. Um, you know, they do a hard job. um, you know, a lot of them have some really good medical training. Um, I've heard more firefighters cuss people out about being in their way or, or whatever, pulling up, running over their their hose and stuff like that. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen more firefighters cuss people out than I have cops 
but you never hear about that. Yeah, you I never, I never heard. You never heard of, of never a firefighter. Heard of that. Yeah, you never heard. Makes of a firefighter. sense. Somebody, I would. I mean, yeah. but yeah. Well, I mean, you run over a two inch water line. I mean, yeah, that's some problems. Yeah. Uh, or you know, I, I've seen one time in my career where somebody's parked in the way beside a fire hydrant and they busted out their dang window to get mm-hmm. the and put it neutral and roll it out of the way. Yeah. Or they busted out the window on both sides and just run the hose right through their car. That's hilarious. Yeah. You know, but uh, but you don't you don't hear about that. You don't hear about all these other public service workers like postman and stuff like that, you know, going off or cussing you out or whatever. You just hear when, when the police uses some, some hurtful language yeah. and hurts your feelings. Hurt my feelings because yeah, I was being stupid. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, um, or, you know, I will never forget, man, one of, one of our guys pulled this dude over and he stops right in the middle of the road. And, uh, and the officer walks up and he's like, hey, why you got to be a dumbass and park in the middle of the road? And the guy files a complaint, you know, and won't see his supervisor. And the supervisor comes over, and she's like, hey, you need to apologize. He's like, okay. So he walks up there, um, and he goes, I'm sorry. You're a dumbass. And went and got the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like, uh, yeah. and, and so sometimes people do the dumbest stuff. I, I tell everybody, you know, I've got that front row seat to the greatest show on earth. Yeah, you do. And, and what, I wish that I had started writing down stories uh, when I got in this profession. Yeah. Because you, you can't make stuff up, man. You really can't. I mean, um, traffic stops, man. I had a guy one time, um, and I actually saw this on an episode of Cops after uh, it happened to me. Because I thought, that ain't ever going to happen again. And I saw it on Cops. But um, I pulled this guy over, and I'm like, hey, man, um, you know, this is why I pulled you over. Uh, any marijuana in the car? No, nah, man, I ain't got no marijuana. I don't smoke weed. Really? Your car smells like weed. Oh, I mean, I got I got buddies that were in the car and they were smoking earlier. So, mm-hmm. you know, okay, that could happen, right? And I said, well, do me a favor, step on out of the car. I said, because based off of the smell of marijuana, uh, I'm going to search your car. Okay, that's fine. Ain't no marijuana in the car. All right, cool. So he steps out of the car. We get back to the back of the car and we're talking. And I said, you sure? You don't have any marijuana on you whatsoever? He's like, no, man, I don't smoke. Okay. Never smoked? No, I ain't never smoked in my life. Okay. So no marijuana on your person? No. Sure. Yeah. Why is there a rolled joint behind your ear? Oh, my dude, God. Dude, he had a doobie like tucked behind his ear like a rolled cigarette, and it was marijuana. And I was like, really, dude? What did he say? He's like, oh, I forgot. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I forgot about that. It was my friends. Yeah. Well, I thought that, it was a Q-tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a tampon. I'm taking it to my wife. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm speeding. But, I mean, and I've had people, you know, you, you find dope in their pants. Oh, these ain't my pants. These are my brother's pants. I just put them on. Yeah, why are you wearing your brother's pants? Right? So, uh, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, man, it, it, it's I wished I had wrote all these stories down uh, because I'm one that I, I tell people, like when I teach in the police academy, uh, I will tell you my horror stories as much as I'll tell you my war stories. Yeah. The stupid stuff I've done, you know, that I get back in the car and I'm like, oh, God, that's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> right? I, I'm, su- I'm surprised I survived. I will tell pe- I will tell those stories just as much as I tell, you know, really cool stories. Yeah. So. But anyway. But, yeah, hopefully um, – our traffic stop uh, information will help somebody. Yeah, dang, right I thing, hope man. so. I mean, it's it's right there. It's crystal clear. It's common sense. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. people so, can't abide by the simple things to to know, make their keep lives. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Yeah, tell the truth. Yeah, um, don't don't be a knucklehead and and just barely roll your window down. Now, granted, like I said, that's not illegal. Yeah, I mean, but in that in that instance, the officer, if as long as he don't get riled up, he's going to be like, "Well, just step out of the car." Mm-hmm. And then if you don't comply, then yeah, you then he's got every right. Yeah, yeah. you got charges. Yeah, Um, but just be smart, man. And and if whether you agree with the charge or not, um, take it to court. Yeah, you know, if you're like, you know what, I didn't do that. Again, the side of the road is not the time to argue about that. No, 
the time to argue about that is in a court of law, um, which is one of the coolest things about being an American. Uh, you know, unlike other countries. You get your quote-unquote day in court. Yeah, exactly right. Unlike other countries where it's like, hey, the government said it, and that's the way and it is. And they beat the shit out of you with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you if you want to argue, whereas in, in the United States, you know, you, you can go to court and you can say, hey, I don't believe this happened. Um, funny story, and I'll be done, I promise. Um, you're good. I had a, so you know where, um, Mathis drive and long meadow is in garden lakes, right? Yes. You got that little T intersection yep. right there. So I'm working. It's in not, you know, I've always worked night shift in the dark. I guess I'm a vampire, but, um, this car comes up the stop sign and they're across from me, right? She never slowed down. She just went right through it. So I'm busted. You turn, I pull her over, right? Um, you know, ma'am, the reason I pulled you over is you ran out of state. She's like, no, I stopped that stop sign. I said, no, ma'am, uh, nope. I, I was sitting right there. Yeah. She's like, no, I stopped that stop sign. I live over here, and I, I stop for that stop sign every day. Like, well, you didn't today, you know. So I wrote her a ticket. So she comes to court. So when she comes to court, she has a very uh, professionally drawn sketch of that intersection that's been drawn with Crayola markers. She thought she was on Judge Judy. She did, dude. And so she drew it out. She drew her car and, and how she stopped, and and so which showed nothing, honestly. And so they were like, well, uh, let's watch the video. Because the way Rome's um, camera system in their car works is constantly recording, right? Yeah. But the moment I turn on my blue lights or the moment I hit the record button on my on my body pack, it goes back 30 seconds, and that's when the video starts. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's, it's really neat that if you're watching the stop sign and you see somebody run it, you hit record, and it has the violation on video. So it's already been kind of processed. Yes. And so that's what happened. So anyway, it shows you know me pull up the stop sign and stop, and it shows her just blitz right on through it. And so uh, the judge stops the, the video, and he says, anything to say? And she's like, yeah, you see, I stopped for that stop sign. And literally the judge looks at her, and he goes, are you drunk? <laughs> and she was high on pills that day. No in way. Court. I believe it. Dude. It makes more sense. But, I mean, you know, she pulled up the stop and never even slowed down his own video. And she's like, see, I stopped for that stop sign. And it's like, no, oh, man. That, that was the police car stopped, yeah, yeah, not you. That ain't you. You idiot. Right? That's not your video footage. <laughs> oh, God. So, but, yeah, I mean, you, like I said, Unreal. You, you get all kinds. Yeah. But, um, hopefully, it'll kind of help some people. And that's kind of, you know, we talked about doing this like a couple times a month. That's one of the things I want to do is, is kind of try to help educate people. Yeah, man. What's I think going it, on and, and, you know, how to, I guess, to see more of the, the human side of police and mm-hmm. not what you see on news. Not right. what, you see on, not what you're being force-fed. Yeah, man. And, and you know what? Most police departments, I know Rome always did, they do a ride-along program. Yeah. You know, you want to see what it's like? Come hop in hop the car. Hop in the car. things will change. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I've had several people that got in the car and it's like, oh, I, I did not expect Rome to be like this. Yeah. Because yeah. um, a lot of people, they just don't expect Rome to have Small the Small town Rome. Yeah, dude. Dude, I'm telling you what, since I've been in Walker County, I, I've seen some crazy stuff, man. Yeah. You know, because a lot of that comes out of Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And so you, you do, it's like... They get involved in a shoot in Chattanooga and they run to, to Rossville. They go, yeah. yeah, they come across the line. And so, um, so yeah, I've seen some really, really crazy stuff up there in just a few short months I've been there. But, um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. I, I can't think of any other career I'd rather do. So. Well, we're going to get into some of those crazy stories up yeah. there in Northwest Georgia. That's so, it, man. Yeah. Man, thank you so much for coming in. And as always, be safe. That's right, man. And we'll and, see and, you. Yeah, the word for the day is comply. Comply, comply, comply. comply. Yeah. All right, man. Take care. Right, I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir.